Who gave me permission to do this? <laughs> oh my god. Sometimes we're gonna laugh and sometimes we're gonna cry. That's just the way it goes. Welcome to Stupid Wise Girl, the podcast for everyone and anyone who is seeking their purpose, who wants to change but might feel stuck. Our title is a perfect example of why you should not judge a book by its cover. Jackie aims to help everyone, not just females. Learn to dig deep into yourself in every episode and get real with what you need as we figure out exactly what that is. Whether it's a relationship or a career, we as individuals make stupid mistakes, although our wiser higher self always knew better. We must get to a place where we can accept our stupid and move forward into our wise. Here is your host, Jackie Minsky. Welcome to Stupid Wise Girl, the podcast. If you are new, thank you so much for tuning in. And if you're with me for a while, thank you so much for coming back. If you are with me for a while, I have to apologize. I took about a month off. I needed to regroup. I needed to get honest. I needed to become authentic. And I needed to come back better than ever. I cannot do anything if my heart is not 100% in something. And The past month, the world became a dark place for a lot of people as well as for myself personally and what's going on globally. So I really needed to take a few steps back. I really hope that you forgive me. It's something I needed to do to make this better for you if you are someone who tunes in every week. So I do apologize. And if you are listening today after me not posting for a month, I thank you even more for coming back and giving me the opportunity to do what I love, which is podcasting. Now, today's episode is pretty much what I learned within the month. And it's super interesting. And something I definitely learned is anytime I felt insecure, anytime I felt threatened or intimidated by someone else's success, I had to go within and make it more, and we hear this all the time, but not until you really take this on and you really see this as a state of mind will you really understand. I had to get to a place where if my insecurities were starting to come out, it had to get to a place where I can really sit with myself and say, at the end of the day, it's me versus me. So if your insecurities are coming out or you you feel threatened or you feel intimidated or you feel like you're behind and someone else is ahead, it's you versus you. You choose your path and you definitely get a chance to choose your pace. If you want success, you got to work hard for success. If you want success and you're 50-50 about it, that's the pace you're setting. That's the results you are going to get. And I recently had a a really great conversation with one of my friends in terms of manifestation, which you guys know I'm really big on. You guys know this podcast is mostly about manifestation. And manifestation is really, and it's something I said, and and I worded it really well in this conversation between my friend and I, where I had said, you know, fear is just an obstacle that we place in our mind and then it, it turns up in our reality. And fear causes so many, many negative emotions. So many. So most of the time, anytime there is something on the inside, sadness, guilt, shame, whatever the emotion is, it's attached to fear. You're afraid of 
this happening. You're afraid of this outcome. So all your your negative beliefs are attached to your fears, all of them. Because if you think of the feelings, the emotions you're having, and then you trace them back to your belief system, you can say, I'm afraid this person's going to hurt me because I feel this is the outcome. I'm afraid this job opportunity won't happen for me because I fear this outcome. And the root of it all is your belief system. So when you can change your belief system, and we hear this over and over, but I'm someone who actually you know, I've studied manifestation, I've listened to all the podcasts, read as many books as I can, but every time something happens in my life personally, I try to not only read about it, hear about it, I try to live by it. And people that are, you know, living by this, there really are levels to this. You always think you know, and then all of a sudden you get to the next level of manifestation or realization or enlightenment, whatever word you're comfortable with using, you get to the next step and you're like, oh, I get it. And then you now can be the voice for someone who may understand it differently. So me explaining it this way may help the next person who then can be, can explain it to the next person. It becomes a domino effect. But me right now, I'm telling you what I have figured out, what I have learned is Fears are obstacles that form in our mind and then we bring them forth in our reality. We create resistance instead of just allowing things to flow naturally. I also learned a little bit about how to control emotions, how to deal with emotions based on how I handle situations and how I face emotions. I'm someone who no matter what I go through, and I've been through a lot of really painful things in my life, but I like to consider myself a tough girl. And what that used to mean to me is I would hate crying. I was someone who I tried to avoid emotions, discussing emotions. I really tried to avoid crying. I would try to keep it together, try to rationalize, make sense of things in my mind, and avoid emotions at all cost. But what that was doing for me is my emotions were building up, they were building up, and eventually I'd have some kind of a rational reaction to the smallest thing because it was a buildup of many little things. And I decided to meditate on this as well as I had a few close friends tell me if you really need to cry, you should cry. And at first I didn't feel comfortable with crying because I've learned to hold back on tears for so long and that's how I protected myself or that's how I faced reality because sometimes in my reality it was so painful I probably was afraid to cry because once you begin crying sometimes it it becomes more painful and then me personally I don't like to dwell on things for too long and I felt like in the past when I was a teenager if I cried I would keep crying and keep sobbing and I wouldn't find a solution so as an adult a young adult and I tried really hard to avoid that so I wasn't comfortable at my age 32 to cry and I had to as weird as this sounds I had to teach myself how to feel the emotions cry without the dwelling. And I learned so, so very much. 
first off, I want to say if you're someone going through something rough or you need a good cry and whether you like to cry or maybe you are someone like me who thinks crying or I used to think crying, you know, made made me weak, not strong. I need you to understand that feeling your emotions and crying is healthy. It's actually healthy. The same way it rains, it's important that you release your personal emotions in and you cry it out. That's the best way I can put it. It's very healthy for you and it actually made me so much calmer. If I needed to cry, I would cry it out. However, I learned to separate the attachment to the emotion. This is important. I'm going to try to get into this as best as I can. So if I'm crying over something that's hurting me and I want to be ashamed or I want to be hurt or I want to point the finger or I want to blame, instead of doing that, I just cry and sit with the actual emotion, which is probably sadness or whatever the emotion is, even if it's guilt or maybe I do want to blame someone. But instead of thinking about it over and over to get the deeper kind of cry, and that's where we kind of pull ourselves into a dark, deep rabbit hole, I kind of just try to, and this is going to sound interesting, but if you meditate, you know that in the moment I'm crying, I kind of want my brain to go still and silent at that moment. And I want to feel the crying from my heart, from my soul. So if I'm crying, I want to make sure I'm not forcing myself to cry. I'm not overthinking a situation. I'm not overanalyzing. I'm not being overly dramatic. I'm feeling when I cry. Feeling is more important because then you're releasing the tension, the heaviness from your soul. It's not so much a dramatic thought or something that you're creating in your mind, which we do. And so I, I guess what I'm trying to say is there are different ways of crying. If you use your mind to cry, you're probably forcing yourself to cry about something that may not be as scary as you are making it appear. Even if you think it is, if you learn how to feel it in your heart and your soul, as you cry, you'll kind of find a solution. And when you get still during crying, actually the answers to whatever the problem you're having come to you. And that emotion, that sadness, whatever emotion is attached to that's the crying session, it releases and it heals. So it's super important to know not to attach yourself to whatever you're thinking in the moment. Kind of don't even pay attention to your thoughts when you're crying. Try to really just cry, do some deep breathing while you're crying and feel the emotion, not think of the situation. That's really what has helped me heal so many different parts of and so many different things that were hurting me personally. And as I was crying and meditating one day, I had like this really interesting manifestation thought come to me in the middle of a crying session. The same way that our neurons, you know, they send signals to our brain of what we're feeling is the same way when we're manifesting. So manifestation is you sending a signal into the universe, right? So it's important for you to 
And, and I had a previous episode about frequency and energy, and this is why it's important that no matter what you're dealing with, you show up in your life, you go at a really high frequency, you try to make yourself the happiest every single day because you then send that signal out into the world. And it's faster to manifest on high energy. And it's important that you do that on a daily basis for yourself because then you are pretty much connecting with the universe and showing the universe like, hey, I'm connected. I'm connected to the higher power. I'm connected to the higher source. I am connected to manifesting. So even in your moments of sadness, when you're crying, just imagine yourself healing. And that's kind of what worked for me. I would tell myself, okay, I'm, you know, if I need to cry, I'm going to cry. However, I'm going to heal. And I was planting what I love to, you know, if you're with me for a while, you've heard me talk about this. I was, you know, planting mental seeds um, during hard times. So I wasn't allowing the sadness to grow, but I was understanding that the darkness, the shadow work was just a part of the bigger picture of the transformation of my higher self. So even in the moments, let's say you are listening to me right now and you you are going through something tough and you really want to cry and you have reasons to be crying. I need you to get into the space of if you choose to cry, which as I'm saying, we should cry. You're, you're getting ready for this crying. You're going into it almost like almost like a spiritual ceremony with yourself and you go into it and you say, okay, right now I need to take this time to heal and whatever um, I am going through, I'm going to do the best I can in this moment to try to feel what I am feeling and allow the answers to reveal themselves and I will come out on the other side better with a clearer mind. And that's super, super important because you're planting a mental seed and the more you do this during your crying sessions, eventually you start to heal in your moments of sadness and then your sadness, you turn into power. And this is super important for your life. You know, I like to say mental seeds, planting mental seeds, although it's the same thing as affirmations. So you affirm, you know, the purpose of this spiritual ceremony of healing, of crying that you're about to have, you affirm, I am going to feel what I need to feel. I am going to heal from this. I am going to receive an answer from my higher power on what my higher power thinks I can do or I should do in this situation. So I want you to not cry in fear. I want you to cry in love. So when you cry in love, you're, as I mentioned earlier, you're crying by feeling, not by thinking. And if you get to a point where you start thinking during your crying session, your spiritual ceremony of healing, I want you to pause and start taking deep breaths. Inhale through your nose, exhale through your mouth. Do this a few times till you start to relax and then you can cry. And you'll even notice the cry is different. The cry somehow becomes beautiful. It, it starts to turn the pain into the power. You start to get empowered because you are allowing those feelings to pass. You're allowing yourself to experience whatever it is you have just experienced or whatever is affecting you and you're allowing it to kind of be released holding the tears in is 
being afraid of facing, let's say, the trauma or facing the sadness, the guilt, whatever emotion is attached to the tears that want to come out. And if you don't face it, you may be like me where you're not facing it, you're not facing it. Little moments on the inside, they add up over time and then you pretty much will erupt like a very angry <laughs> volcano. And that's not good for you. Forget how it affects your relationships with other people because it will, because people are gonna think you're completely irrational and you know, just a quick thank you to my friends who have seen those moments of my trauma just explode. I never wanted to face my trauma. I thought, okay, it happened, I'm gonna get over it, this is what I'm gonna do about it, and I took on my trauma almost like I organized it in a sense of a business plan. Like, okay, I was like, this is what happened and this is what I'm gonna do about it, and I never felt what I went through. That eventually hurt me so much more because I built this mountain of emotions. Thinking I left it behind, I was kind of sweeping dirt under the rug. And eventually when I lifted the rug, there was just like a giant pile of But it, there was really like a huge pile. And I was like, okay, I thought that I was sweeping this under the rug, but it turns out I just had a big mess of emotions that I had to deal with. The dark side, the shadow work, as they call it, is important to face because if you don't face those emotions, if you don't face the trauma, if you don't face the negative emotions, you will not have a positive outcome. The, it, there's a balance. You have to go through the bad, understand it, to get to the good on the other side. I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It feels so good to be back. I have to be so, so honest with you. This episode just flowed so naturally, so I really hope you connect, understand, and I hope it really helps you. As always, I love you guys. Please don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to leave a review if you are new. Thank you so much for tuning in.